0: Well, I'll have coffee in a few minutes, Jordan, after our intro happens. Okay. Um, Thank you. This is where the (laughs) climax of our song comes in. And now you can pour me some coffee as you start to down finish. All right. Thank you very much. What are we we drinking today, Jordan? Uh, Coffee. All right. Coffee.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But for real, what are we drinking? Uh, I think it's Ethiopia again. Hold on. I'll tell you right now what we're drinking. One second. All right. Tell me what the, the flavor notes are.
0: Okay. Um, after I tasted that lava hot coffee in my mouth, I'm tasting a hint of blueberries. Am I correct?
1: Uh, mostly boysenberries. Maybe
0: a lemon zest. And per- lemon, yes. Perhaps lemon a hint correct. of chocolate. Lemon and chocolate. I mean, I'm no coffee master, <laughs> but that's what I tasted on my first attempt, of course. Yeah, right. Grown from the South American region. Africa. Close enough A continent in the southern hemisphere Yes, where it's nice and warm Welcome everyone to the Coffee, Theology, and Jesus podcast I am Tim Whitaker, joined by the lovely, the beautiful, the ever good looking, the beard something Something Jordan Renault. Thank you You're welcome You are my Vanna White, Jordan I am beard something You are my Vanna White Oh, okay Just so you know I don't know what that means. Well, it's like you're like, you know. Is that good or bad? You're my more beautiful assistant. More beautiful. I would definitely say more beautiful. Yeah. Anyway. All right. (laughs) How was your week, Jordan? It was good. Um, I know you've been dying to
1: share this article that you discovered. Yeah. Pretty much all I have to talk about today. (laughs) Go ahead. We're ready. You can just talk the rest of the time. All right. Anyway, so I came across this awesome uh, relevant magazine article. And the title of the article is The Definitive Ranking of Insanely Awesome Christian Album Covers. And it includes the likes of... Let me find a good one. The Lovin' Brothers, entitled Satan Is Real. Oh, my gosh.
0: Um, What's the one? Petra,
1: more power to ya. (laughs) Carmen, a long time ago in a land called Bethlehem. Wow and he is dressed as a biblical character on the front of that album. Oh,
0: my goodness.
1: <laughs> anyway, there's a lot. Well, uh, what's Mike the one? Adkins, yeah. thank you for the dove.
0: That's a good one. Where, in,
1: in the, <laughs> no, it's awesome because he's holding a dove in his hands, and the point that they make in the little caption there is maybe it's because the pre-shop photo era, there's just no way to know if that dove is alive or not. <laughs> <laughs> what was the other one uh, I loved with, uh, with uh, the priest? Oh, Father Robert White, the Reverend in Rhythm. Oh my gosh! The Reverend personifies the cool confidence of a man who just happens to be a priest as well as a lounge singer.
0: <sighs> well, I'm glad you had a good week. Yeah, finally discovering. <laughs> yeah, it was just tell. today. This is yeah, this is my week. I discovered this amazing link. We will post that on the uh, on the uh, Facebook page for Coffee yeah, Theology and Jesus. To Relevant. I gotta say, Relevant does have some pretty. They're kind of like they're kind of like the Christian BuzzFeed. Yeah. yeah, They have just really good articles all the time, they have some good stuff and they're pretty and thought-provoking. Stuff. Yeah, and their funny yeah. stuff is getting funnier, and because, because it's mainly around Christian culture, which mm-hmm. if you grew up in, is hilarious.
1: Right. Yeah, I, we should do a segment. Oh of, my uh,
0: gosh, we could do a whole podcast on growing <laughs> up Christian. Ugh. Anyway. All that right. should be
1: one. It should yeah. be one.
0: Yeah, yeah. We, could talk, we could talk about McGee and Me, um, Awana, uh, the, last the Buttercream Gang. Butter, oh, classic. There was <laughs> two of
1: those. There were and two. And same
0: thing with uh, Last Chance Detectives. I don't remember oh, that Oh, that was a good one. It was uh, well, Mystery of the Navajo Lights. That was the first episode, <laughs> or our first uh, first movie. <laughs> oh, anyway, oh yeah, there's a lot there, so... Uh, anyway, on to more important topics. <laughs> Anywho. Yeah, so also I want to say to everyone listening, I have uh, only gotten really great feedback from everyone. So thank you so much for the feedback on that. Thanks for letting us know what you think about the podcast. Um, a lot of you listened to our podcast last week about the Pope, and um, I'm glad that no one called us you know, heretics or completely ignorant, even though I felt like in a lot of ways I felt very ignorant of a lot
1: of things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> listening back to it. <laughs> so yeah. You're kind of like, did I say that? Right,
0: but it's a learning <laughs> oh, no. process. Although I will say um, about the baptism thing that you brought up last week. About um, I think you made a statement about um, Catholics believe according to what you read on the website that you really have, have to be baptized in order mm-hmm. in order to be saved. Mm-hmm. Someone on my uh, on my Facebook um, when he heard that said that that that's not true at all. So I asked him for elaboration, and I don't know if he probably did. I probably I probably just lost it in the feed. Yeah. But that was a good, you know, that was good to know that people are
1: listening and willing to say that we're wrong on things. So yeah, I would like to see what he had to say if he could repost that. Yes, or direct message us <laughs> or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just because um, that was my friend Brian. It was very. It seemed very clear what what they said on the website, and if that's not, if there's some like explanation for that, then I'd like to hear it. But right. Yeah.
0: Well, on to the topic at hand I think because there's a lot to talk about. We started and we kind of left off last week on kind of hinting at maybe continuing this idea of like the social gospel, but really with the with the events that unfolded last week that were um obviously unpredictable regarding the shooting um mm-hmm. the mass shooting that happened um in Oregon and all that kind of stuff. It's probably I mean, I think all these topics really tie in kind of, kind of like what I was telling you earlier. I have a hard time sticking on topic because everything is so connected in my head that, you know, we we can start at gun control and, and end up at, at, you know, social justice or end up at, at, uh, at the church or end up at whatever it's going to be. So hopefully we, we kind of keep it focused. Um, but I do think that, that the issue of guns in America, particularly, um, is definitely a social issue. So I think it does kind yeah. of fall in line with that. But I think before we get started, it goes without saying, obviously, that um, that our prayers truly are with the families mm. of the people um, who who really their lives were lost. You know, and it yep. was I was looking through an article and they kind of had a history of each person that that was killed, and um, it's just tough, man. Like when you see that mm. kind of stuff, because it's it's a human life and. Yeah. Um, especially as Christians, I'm a big fan of being as pro-life all the way through, uh, from from womb all the way through, you know, the prison system all the way, um, for and, and kind of being for life on, uh, I guess at at every possible corner. So to see a life lost um, for no reason, you know, no justifiable reason, especially um, because these guys have families, they or some of them were kids or some of them were professors, right. so. It's just tough to watch that. So our prayers are definitely there uh, with the family and with the families um, of the victims, truly. And it was also difficult because I, I think that I read a couple articles as well about the the gunmen kind of targeting
1: Christians a little bit. Um, yeah, that's what it seemed like.
0: Yeah, kind of asking, you know, are you a Christian? Well, you know, here you go. And, I, I, you know, this is something else that I kind of wrestle with. It kind of stinks because I wish that I saw more of that in the media. Like, hey, this guy was targeting Christians, you know. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I don't – it's not worth losing sleepover for me because, you know, what happened happened. And uh, yeah. it's just sad no matter what, so – yeah. Anyway, whenever this happens, though, um, outrage and debate always are always soon to follow. President Obama came out pretty much within hours um, saying that we are pretty much numb to this and this is a routine thing happening and, and at what cost uh, until we do something different. Of mm-hmm. course, all the Republican candidates come, came out. Donald Trump came out and said, well, stuff happens. So there's a <laughs> lot of talking Across the hemisphere uh, about this, and I was thinking a lot because i don 't know how you grew up Jordan a whole lot, but I grew up definitely with guns in my house and um, so you know as I was thinking about this topic and how we 're kind of going to address it, I, I thought that, that there were really two angles to hit it from one was from that that well what, what would Jesus do? you know how would he handle a firearm, what is the Christian way to to be around these things, should we even have them in our house as Christians? Um, do we not trust Jesus to protect us? That kind of logic, or yeah. and, then, and and then the other side of it being well constitutionally speaking and, you know, legally speaking, what does that look like? And also, you know, what are solutions to stopping things like this from happening again? So it's definitely a pretty deep top, uh, topic. So Multifaceted. Yes. Yeah, see, that's, there's my assistant right there. You are, <laughs> it's a multifaceted. So the first question I have, Jordan, to ask you to kind of kick things off um, in talking about this topic is when you see the politicians immediately politicize it, What's going through your head? You know, when you see Donald Trump comes out and goes, well, stuff happens, uh, we should have armed the teachers, and then you see President President uh, Obama coming out and saying, well, we need more stricter, or we, we, we need stricter gun laws, where do you tend to land on, you know, on that personally?
1: Um, well, first of all, I think it's actually a much better issue to, you know, care about politically than, say, last week we were talking about, like... all the politicians getting behind the Pope in different ways or talking about the Pope being here. And that's kind of stupid. Like that doesn't matter. Like, why is that a whole thing for you politically? This, however, I think is a much better issue to actually talk about because it, in my opinion, I guess there, there's a lot of room for improvement and I'm not sure where that is, where that improvement should be as far as, the laws that we have in place um, for, for guns, I don't, I don't think it's something that should be taken away completely, you know. And, again, there's a lot to that. It's hard because I I feel like I always see um, either, like, predictions of if if we take guns away, this is what's going to happen. If we don't take guns away, this is what's going to ha- keep happening. Um, and then they'll always point to, well, this country did this right. and this happened. And Australia did this, and this happened. And then all the stuff that they t- they're they telling you, too, about, like, the statistics, you hear, like, completely conflicting Thank you. statistics I was, about this. You know, you read my mind. <laughs> I was
0: just going to say I refuse to mention any statistics on this podcast because for every yeah. one statistic I can prove on a
1: conservative side, I could find one on a liberal side. Yeah, I, saw I can't the, win. I saw some huge one about, because Australia like, yes. completely outlawed guns or something. I don't know exactly what their laws are. Apparently, it's In the like internet. 96, it's been a while, um, after some huge massacre that happened. And so they were, so I saw something at some point that was like, there's been so much more gun violence there since then, or so many more murders from guns. And then I heard somebody else say, there has not been one massacre in Australia since then. Right. In the last 21 right. years. So it's kind of like Facebook
0: is a terrible yeah. fact checker because, because help anyone. one of those guys was a comedian. And, so. Yeah, anyone can write a <laughs> meme, anyone can post something. So I, I'm not addressing these Facebook statistics about. Um, You know, some country that that has no gun laws and they have no crime, and some country that has gun laws and has all this crime, we're we're not going there as far as statistically speaking. But I guess a good good question here to ask would be, how do we find common ground? Because here's the thing, people, and I asked this question on my Facebook, and of course it completely blew up, and there were a ton of people, you know, asking, well, why don't you hit this issue and this issue? People are very divided on this issue, but... Mm-hmm. Everyone wants the same thing. No one wants to see more shootings happen. Exactly. No one wants to see more murders happening. And there has to be a middle ground somewhere. You know, in my head, a great example would be I'm all for, like, common sense gun regulation. You know, right. if, if we make you take a test to, to, to drive a car and we make you have insurance to drive a car and we have to, you have to pass a credit check to own a car – then the least we can do is similar steps when it comes to gun control. You know, you have to pass some kind of sanity test on some level that says that you are fit to have a a firearm in your house. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you from experience, you know, I grew up around guns my whole life. My father, since day one, taught us gun respect since the beginning. He had Mm -hmm. guns in the house. I never knew where the keys were. He never told me. Heck, I (laughs) I never even knew where, where the guns were. I found out yeah. much later, you know, okay, he, 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 he uh, kept the gun here in one case or over there. But even then, I still, I, to this day, I don't know where he keeps the keys. <laughs> but every now and then, he would take the guns out and he would clean them. There was no ammo around. They were, they were completely empty. And he would walk us through what the gun does, how it works. He always taught us to never point to a human. Even if the gun is completely open, you never point it towards another person. You know, right. just common sense laws um, in, in our house. And we never, it was never even a thought. Anywhere in our house we didn't have twenty twos lying around you know we didn't have right, shotguns right. open all around the place. I learned responsible gun safety and control and I also learned how to shoot pretty early on and I'm glad I did
1: yeah I'm glad I did and I think that's a huge aspect of it and I think that just kind of common sense and those like common sense regulations and just being taught about it you know if you're going to be around them or even if you're not like just Like, you should know what's safe and what's common sense when it comes to a gun anyway, because you never know. But I feel like that only prevents half, I don't know, statistically speaking, if it's half or not. Right. But I'm going to say half. Sure. Half the problem of, like, the accident side of it. Yes. You know, I don't feel like that really does anything to help us when someone is intentionally using a gun to murder people like, on a mass scale. Right, <laughs> right. Well, I mean, here's the thing. And it's kind of like, how do you deal with it?
0: Well, that? here's the thing. People will say, well, we have to regulate. And, and my thought is, well, we tried to wage war on the drug industry, and all we did was create an underground drug industry <laughs> in the right. process. I don't know if slapping more and more regulations and in, in whatever it is uh, to try and get rid of guns is... A good solution either because here's the thing and i don't want to sound conservative here i'm not trying to have a talking point but the bottom line is that if people want a gun or want drugs they're gonna find drugs the industry the the the, there is no heroin industry that's legalized yet it's a huge problem it is it's it is so criminalized everywhere you go cops are all out about it you know you have dogs sniffing cars it is heavy heavily Regulated in the sense of it's completely illegal and people are always looking for it, and it's still a humongous issue. People still get their hands on heroin. I can't imagine how somehow adding more laws um, about, you know, uh, in regards to how many or what you can own and that kind of stuff, how that would help bad guys not get guns. Now, I could be totally missing something. There could be a thought that, that you and I are not having that someone mm-hmm. right now is screaming at us for, thinking, you know, saying, well, what about <laughs> this? And I just can't think of it because at the end yeah. of the day, bad guys do bad things, and they, want it, they, and they will get a hold of things. They will get right. a hold, and they'll, they'll kill someone with anything. Yeah. But at the same time, guns definitely are the easiest way to kill people. There's no doubt about that. That's why mostly, most mass shooters are shooters. They're not mass stabbers. They're, they're right. not they're not walking around in a school with a rock smashing people's heads in because it's right. not it's not
1: practical, right? So there there definitely yeah. is a lot to this debate. Oh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt that guns make violence and and murder easier. Yeah. But violence and murder is definitely something that I mean it's been around since Cain and Abel. There it is. You know? There's <laughs> like, that meme. There's that meme. Yeah. But it's true. No, it's I mean, true. There's a there's an element of truth in in a lot of those silly memes that pop up on Facebook. And I feel like that's one of them, like, I feel like as a Christian, or maybe not even as just as a Christian, but as anyone looking at this issue, one of the things you really have to talk about is, you know, the heart of... The person, yeah. you know, it comes down to a heart thing. It does, and that's not something the government can regulate. Well, I mean, you and I, but you and I <laughs> talked
0: a lot about on our first podcast how the government should not be regulating, you know, um, morality from the bench. Right. And this is one of those things too, where it's like, listen, men do evil things. That's mm-hmm. just a reality of life. It doesn't matter how advanced we're going to get. It doesn't matter how you know um, how quote unquote evolved we get. Men do dumb, evil things, and I do not want to sound like I'm in agreement here with Donald Trump because you know I don't like Donald Trump, but when he said in his crude, coarse, mean way, stuff happens, I understood what he was saying. He was saying that that no matter how much you try to stop certain things, you can't stop everything. You just can't. And it's a sad truth of life. We all run a risk of something terrible happening to our lives. Now, does that mean that, that we don't want to try and minimize that risk? Of course not. That's why we have airbags in cars now and seatbelts, right? right? But, we, we, but the reason why we have them is because we know that it's impossible to stop car crashes. It is 100% impossible as of right now to fully stop a car crash on every level. And even mm-hmm. with, with self-automated cars, that, that, that doesn't totally erase it. It, may, it might minimize it further, but there's still that risk you run, correct? Yeah. So when it comes to guns, I find myself in that same boat because I'm going to tell you what, man, I'm going to have a gun in my house because God forbid my wife one day is home alone and some dope comes into the house who wants, wants to rape her, wants to kill her. I, could you imagine the, the remorse you would have knowing that you left your wife alone and she was defenseless and she got raped right. or she got killed? Yeah. There is no way. There is no way you can tell me that I can't have a gun in my house. And I, listen, I, want, I don't want a gun in my house, but it's the world we live in. If someone comes right. into my house in my property and wants to do harm to my wife, I, first off, I have, a, I have an oath and a duty to protect my wife. That's the covenant I made with her at the altar, mm-hmm. right, is to protect her and put her above me. And secondly, if I'm, and second of all, if I'm not there, she has to have a way to defend herself. She just has to. Yeah. I'm not sure if I need to armor with a grenade launcher, you know, or or <laughs> a fully automatic Uzi. You know, right. there, is there common sense there? Yeah, maybe we shouldn't have all these guns out in the street. Maybe we do have way too many that are automatics and that are just too easy to pull the trigger on, for sure. But you mm-hmm. can't just disarm, you know, good citizens who who need who want an item to protect themselves, you know, um, in case of emergency. Right. You just can't. Yeah. Am I crazy? No. no.
1: All right. I agree with you. I mean, I, yeah, I think a lot of it's overkill like i i don't I understand like the the regulations that are in place as far as assault rifles yeah. and things like that like that makes sense. I think it comes back again to the common sense thing you were talking about well, yeah like do you really need that you know well, that's like, the other thing man is it is it a need that you have or is it just you like exercising your constitutional right to the fullest extent that you possibly well, can just for the sake of doing it I mean that. this is this
0: is gonna be an extreme statement but it's kind of like it's kind of like you—you you know those people who are the Westboro Baptist of guns. Yeah. they they they, they want to take this that, that Second Amendment right, right, and um, they just want to flaunt it in your face as much as possible with as much ammo and as many weapons as possible, and say mm-hmm. "suck it." And they ruin it for everyone else, just like how <laughs> Westboro Baptist ruins it for everyone. You know, with with their the yeah. ridiculous speeches and their stupid, um, their stupid signs, and completely idiotic. And I mean ignorant and just makes you so angry thinking about them, you know? I mean, they really abuse the First Amendment, but it's there. Right? Right. So I guess they can, but it sucks because they kind of ruin it for other people. Um, It's the same thing. You have those people who say, well, you know what? I have a constitutional right. I am going to own as many guns, fully automatic, armor piercing rounds. I mean, things that no civilian needs
1: to have. It's overkill. Especially when you think about the fact that when that was written, the height of you know, weapons, weapons technology <laughs> yeah. was a very inaccurate right uh, musket that weighed you right. know, fifteen pounds, and that's exactly <laughs> it. But yeah, yeah I think uh, I think you're right. A lot of people do. They look they look at the Constitution and the rights that they're given in the Constitution, and they say, "How can I take that to the full extent of possible?" And yeah, I think abuse of that can happen for sure. Uh, and I hate it when I see it from Christians. <laughs>
0: And I do. I'm sorry. I see yeah. it from my Christian friends. I see it on Facebook. I hear about it. I see the viral memes. Um there was a, oh, there's this one guy who's kind of viral. He came out with some atheist uh, like speech. He has like a beard and he kind of talks a little a little funny. Um and he came out he came out with like a new video about about having, you know, ammunition and guns and he tried to he, he tried to tie it back to the Bible and to God and it's just <laughs> like, dude, like that is such the wrong battle to be fighting um yeah why 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 flaunt it why be overkill with it why give people fuel to argue against you in that way um why i just i don't understand it and it kills me because again you don't need to have 25 firearms with 30 rounds each that are fully automatic with you know with grenade launchers attached Mm -hmm. to them you just don't need that you yeah. don't need it. So why have it? Well, because people want to abuse things. Exactly, because they yeah. can. Isn't that the American mantra? Because we can? <laughs> because we <Right>. can. <laughs> it's, it's like, why, why, yeah. have, why have Brazilian steakhouses all over the place with unlimited right. beef for days? Because we can. We're America, yeah. right? But that's a Brazilian thing. Right, yeah. yeah. Just, like, just, like, just like how General Tsao is. Exactly. a <laughs> Chinese thing, I'm sure. But I, I don't know. Who knows? There's probably someone listening to this who's like, no, I've been to Brazil. It's a real thing. Know.
1: <laughs> They're Dumb <everywhere>. Americans. <laughs> Um,
0: anyway, man. So, yeah, so that's definitely, definitely like the legal side of it. You know, the Constitution does say we have a right to keep and bear arms. Now, what arms means, I don't think, again, like you said, I don't don't think Mm -hmm. that that they had armor-piercing rounds, you know, in in the back of their head when they wrote that. They probably meant, listen, like, you have the right to keep and bear a firearm.
1: Right to protect
0: yourself. Yes, not a small armory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I digress because the bottom line is that guns are here. They're always gonna be here. There are too many of them to get rid of on the streets. Mm-hmm. So what do we do? Well I think that, that the next step legally speaking is we just we do our best to educate and to teach people gun safety and respect. Nothing is more frustrating than hearing about, about the five year old who who killed his dad because the gun was hanging out at the table and the kids right. waving it around. Right. I mean, irresponsible. That's probably why there
1: were no guns in my household growing <laughs> up, because there were so many kids. Like nine of that's you guys? The, that would have been, <laughs> been our entire schooling experience
0: at that point. <laughs> I mean, you guys, <laughs> you guys were a weapon uh, in and in, in, in of yourselves. You know? just, yeah. just, There's six, just boys, six of you kids, know? Yeah, exactly. Sick of kids, you know. So I'm sure your mom wasn't worried about someone breaking into the house uh, at all. So. You know? But how about on like a Christian level, Jordan? And that's the real question for me. As Christians, how do we handle the gun issue? Because I feel like too many Christians are too gun-ho when it comes to, like we kind of talked about earlier, their their rights mm-hmm. and, you know, well, someone comes into my house, I'm shooting for the head, like, you know, or that kind of mentality of just kill or be killed. Which really, especially when it comes right. to Jesus, you just don't see much support of, like, no. kind of like when Jesus tells his disciples, "Don't take a sword," you know, right. and you know, yeah. and um, and says, you know, just take the sandals with you, and that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how Christians are called to land on this. I'm at a loss.
1: Yeah, I think there's a, a lot of different aspects to it. There's that one of just kind of what does Jesus have to say about violence in general, and how is our you know, the way that we treat guns, is that in line with what Jesus says about violence? Um, I think another thing is, and this is maybe a little bit more um, reading into things, but I know a lot of like the intention behind the Second Amendment originally, um, and you hear it from a lot of other writings and stuff of those guys, was in response like to keep tyranny away in the government like so that they could bear arms against their government. And then you look, then you look at that in light of scripture mm. where Jesus says, you know, you're supposed to submit to your authorities yeah. and he was talking about a rather tyrannical <laughs> <Yeah>. Roman <laughs> yeah. government yeah. at Rome the time. wasn't exactly not, a democracy. <laughs> yeah, no. No, not at all. And they went through a huge, you know, couple hundred years right. of persecution yeah. under that. And that was never... That was, that was never... <laughs> I, I see. I or, right or, or
0: anything. I mean, they the, yeah. the Jews didn't exactly vote Caesar in. No, <laughs> and say we, you know, like that's not really how it worked. Um, yeah, you know, I never thought about that. See, that's why again, my Vanna White. I mean, that is just that's <laughs> we'll a great point. We'll think of a point. new nickname. <laughs> All right, fine. My Jordan, there you go. Um, that's a a great point. I never thought about that before, but it does bear to talk about because you're right. In fact, when when um when the Pharisees try to trick Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. um, should we pay taxes? Jesus says, Well, right. what, who who's whose face is on the coin? Right.
1: Yeah. Well, give to Caesars what is Caesar's and give to God what is God's. Christians forget how tyrannical that government was. Yeah. And then even later going as far as saying every authority that is in position is in that position because God has allowed them to be there. Right. You know?
0: That's intense.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That bears a whole different can of worms. Like, whether that government is, you know, just kind of frustrating, like ours at times, right? or whether it's a completely tyrannical... Or a Hitler. Exactly. And I think that changes how we look at it. And I... Just because you mentioned Hitler, it made me think of this. <laughs> okay, great. Um, I think there is a line. Thank you. When it comes to the way that a government is treating people, um, and honestly, I don't know how this comes back to you know submitting to authority or turning the other cheek or the way that the the early Christians reacted to the persecution that they were under. Um, but one of the guy, one of my favorite like pastors um to read his stuff and is uh um I know who. You know who I'm talking about. Bonhoeffer? Yeah. yeah. Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Dietrich Bonhoeffer. He was the man and he, he is. was yeah. he was um he was what's the word I'm looking for? A pacifist? He's a pacifist. Yes. And he was involved in a plot to assassinate Hitler yeah. like yep. and because and the the statement that he said and is kind of famous and I'm I'm going to paraphrase it and probably butcher it. But basically he said that, you know, if someone Is allowing that tyranny to take place is just as bad as, um, like taking part in it yourself, essentially. Yeah, so I guess, yeah, that's a that's something to talk about. Where is that line?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you where it's not higher taxes, right? (laughs) Obamacare, that's (laughs) not the line, you know. I mean, that's that that is so our culture, too. We love to take intense words and just kind of butcher them like socialism, this Mm. socialistic Obama. What are you talking about? You know, I mean, again, do you really know what social... Bernie Sanders is a socialist. He even says that he is. Yeah. That's the- And even that, I'm sure, isn't even true socialism. I'm sure it's a little <laughs> bit of democracy flair in there. Right. Like, for instance, they're going to vote him in. Um, yeah, you know, but then he's going to
1: change it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Out with voting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Rule for life. Um So tyrannical is another word that... I don't think Americans know the true meaning of a tyranny. (laughs) I don't think we know the true meaning (laughs) of a tyrant
1: because it's not Obama. I'm right. I'm I'm even no, even oh oh boy, no, just like even the early United States, even like the patriots of the US Revolution, like the tyranny that they were experiencing was taxation without representation, which I don't think is good. Right. But it's definitely not the same as the tyranny of a Roman government killing Christians at will. Right. Or, you know, Hitler massacring millions of people. Right. Because he didn't like them. Right. Or Chavez or, you know. It's definitely not... Like, I don't think we... That's like what we point back to, almost as like that was our revolution. Well, like- <laughs> I
0: feel like I feel like we came from a very uh, tyrannical government in England. You know that was definitely mm-hmm. a tyranny. <laughs> you know Christians were, yeah. were getting pretty pretty destroyed, right, and pretty yeah. wrecked, in. and people were not, not not just Christians, I'm sure. So right. that's valid, but you're right. Like, but that was 400, not 400.
1: That was <laughs> <laughs> 150, <laughs> 200 years. <laughs> uh, we win those spilling bees. <laughs> yeah, or um, history. But it was a long time. Yeah, <laughs> we'll just generalize. A long time <laughs> <laughs> before.
0: We have Google right here, and we're just too lazy. I forgot to my type computer. <laughs> oh my God! Anyway,
1: it was a long time before the American Revolution is what I'm trying to right. say. Right? No,
0: I agree. That I agree. wasn't about
1: religion. The American Revolution wasn't about religious freedom.
0: And don't get me wrong. I, I guess one could argue that that it's a slippery slope. You know, well, you start here, and before you know it, you're down at the bottom of the well. Right. Um, That's and and I get that. Americans. And and here's the thing, though, man, is like no matter how you slice it and dice it, you're gonna find the hypocrisies everywhere. Some people will argue that that Obamacare is tyrannical, but then <laughs> want um, same sex marriage outlawed.
1: <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> what? You know, or, you know, or some people want same sex marriage legalized, but you can't have a firearm. <laughs> you know, it, it, right. it really goes all, it goes both ways. Um, and that's why. We were talking about... A couple so you're
1: going to get flack for comparing same-sex oh, marriage to firearms. I definitely am. I mean, there it is. Hey, look, I said it. It's said out there. It. And if and
0: by now people don't know what I'm trying to say, I don't know what to say anymore. But no, you, you, you get my point. Because people, people yeah. will fall on one side of the line on one issue and then fall on a completely, mm-hmm. completely different side of the line on another issue. Legalize drugs, ban firearms, you know. oh right. um. Open firearms, carry everywhere, carry in Wawa, carry in McDonald's, carry in the daycare. Legal <laughs> uh, um, um, drugs should be illegal, you know. So either way, you're going to find people who are really arguing for one side of freedom. Really, in a nutshell, yeah. Um, be, because it fits their worldview, and that's what everything yeah. comes down to, anyway, is your worldview. So, as Christians, as Christ followers, I really believe that you know, is it wrong to own a gun? No. And like I said, ma'am, I'm going to have one because. It is my last resort for protecting my family but it's, it has to be there it has to be if i have mm-hmm. a kid in the room it's not fair to the kid who can't defend himself that right. i just i don't have anything in the house to use god forbid you know this this situation happen and trust me i would take i don't well i would hope that that no christ follower takes any kind of joy in pulling a trigger on another human, you know, I hope that there really is that there has to be remorse there at some yeah. level because it 's still human life made in the image of God, despite the terrible actions that, that 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 person chose to make so but there has to be that option there for people who really just want to protect their family and want want to want to be familiar familiar with the firearm and know how to use it and be ready just in case yeah nothing wrong with that there can't I be agree. there can't be, but I do understand you know the reaction because like Sandy Hook. These little kids, man, mm. you know, just mowed down, frankly. Terrible, terrible. Um, and, I, I, you know, in my head, on a purely logical level, I think, well, the teacher was armed, maybe they could have helped, but I don't know if it's a good idea <laughs> having a gun in the classroom. Right. You know, I mean, I can't think about that either. You know, some yeah. little four-year-old gets a hold of it, you know, and starts waving it around. So I, there really is no – there's no one-stop-shop solution for such a complex right. issue. But yeah. if people don't start listening to each other – and, and really start seeing what are they trying to say and how do we work together on this, it's going to be a divisive issue all the way through.
1: Yeah, and I think or you're going to end up with a really extreme reaction one side or the other, and it really could go either way because you're looking at Obama right now threatening executive action towards one way, and then you look at we have an election in yeah. a year, yeah, and quite possibly could be someone that falls very far on the other side of the issue, so it's kind of like we can compromise or we can end up, you know. Well, one thing that,
0: that really needs to happen in our country for sure is there has to be some, some type of standardized gun permit system going on. I mean, there has yeah. to be. There has to be some kind of mental test you take. There has to be. Here's the thing. If we could put a man on the moon, we can figure this out. <laughs> Think about that. We, right. we We put a man on the moon with less technology than is currently in my coffee maker. <laughs> right? Yeah. You're, not t- you're telling right. me that we can't figure out some kind of standardized system to kind of really help not control but just regulate where yeah. some of these, these firearms are going? Yeah. You're telling me that, that we can't put GPS trackers in certain things? Well, maybe in someone's house that's not a good idea. But you get my point. <laughs> you know, my, and that's why I don't get paid and big bucks, that's, Jordan. That's right what there. makes it so complicated right. for sure. Well, it's like, yeah.
1: what is yeah. this regulation? Does this regulation violate something else? Right. You know, is this going to do this? And even if we do, you know, as much as we regulate, it's like you look at the guys that are doing these things, you know, the people that have um, committed these terrible acts and, you know, massacred people. And it's I really doubt that, like you said earlier, that these regulations would stop them from getting the, the guns that they needed to do that.
0: See, that one's tough for me because all the guns were obtained legally in this most recent shooting and I believe in the the Sandy Hook shooting as well. They were all legally obtained which I think makes them easier to get. So maybe that person had to go through more you know, more um, hoops. But there's also the bigger issue here that that I just thought about and that's the mental health issue. This this person was mentally unstable. His parents knew it. His dad and mom knew it. And there were no steps to, you know, to, that, that were taken when it came to this, this young person's mental health. Mm-hmm. So th- there's a much bigger crisis happening because a lot of these, these shootings are not just, I want to shoot up a school. They are mentally ill people who are mentally unstable, who people know are mentally unstable and not doing anything about. Right. And, and they're in the vicinity of legally owned guns, or they're able to obtain them because they're for because I guess the regulations are are so so um, lax and, yeah. and vague. So they're the the bigger issue, man, for sure, definitely is this the mental health and how America as a, as a society treats mental health because. Yeah, I was listening to, to, to uh, the mom, and the mom blamed uh, bad gun laws on, on on her son who shot who shot those people. Hmm. But I couldn't help but think, like, dude, that's your kid. Like, yeah. were you involved with his life at all? You know, were you aware of what was going on? Were you there to help him through things? Were you opening that communication? And I'm not trying to bash the mom. I mean, God, you know, she, she already knows. She already has a lot of weight on her shoulders. But oh, yeah. you can't just blame laws. Oh, well, the government didn't, did, didn't stop my son from shooting these people. Well, where were you as a parent these years? You know, the yep. father. Same thing. Um, I think that that the parents were were split.
1: I right. could be wrong on that. And that's where I feel like it needs to go. Like that's where the I think the attitude of the people in our country that want to make a difference when it comes to gun violence needs to shift from what can our government do to stop this to what can we all do to help these people, you know, and to, to change whether it's a mental health thing or just a human heart thing, you know. Absolutely. Like what can we do as individuals to be more right. involved with each other's lives? No, that's absolutely correct. Um,
0: so much of this, man, really starts in the home. I mean, it just does. Um, and being aware of what's going on and trying to get people help. Even the, the, the Sandy Hook shooter, I mean, he was so mentally just not there, um, yeah. it's 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 tough because it, you, it's always hindsight's twenty twenty. You know, you for all of the um, for all of the the unstable people out there, this the, these people who who do mass killings are really a fraction of a fraction of a fraction right. of those people. So you're really picking out a needle in a haystack. But in this day and age, with what it, and this definitely is a pattern that we're seeing, or at least that we're more aware of than ever. Um. It's time that, that people start taking responsibility as a whole. Like we, as a, as a society, start taking responsibility. We as a as a community, as Americans, say, you know what? We need to really make sure that we're doing our due diligence and that we're, if we know someone who's who's depressed or who has these really weird tendencies or is not quite right, that we're checking in with them and making sure that that that, that they are okay. Because that, yeah. that's how you prevent things like this, man. You, yeah. you, you can't legislate it, right? You present right. you really prevent it with love, honestly, with, with, with the love of mom, the love of, of a dad, and really the love
1: of a community um, who, who rallies right. around someone to help them. I think it's so easy to see someone like that and to just push them away or just not get involved with their life. And I'm definitely guilty of that. I feel like there's been people that um, I've known or have met, and it's kind of like you know that, hey, this is a person that needs people. And, like, you have a choice to make in that in that. Moment, like, am I going to involve myself in this person's life, even though it's difficult and maybe they're weird and we don't necessarily <laughs> right. get along all the time, right? Um, or am I going to like rise above that, you know, those stupid social right uh, stigmas and you know do something that could actually help this person and could possibly help other people, you know? If yeah. God forbid that that's the direction that they're going is towards something like this, yeah. Um, yeah, that's. Um, I think I made a
0: small mistake. It's the it was the dad who was saying that 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 guns are the, are the killers essentially, okay. and I think the mom was more pro gun. Um, so and, and they're split, so they're not they're not together anymore. Got so right. just to confer, uh, just to uh, make sure we're on the same page with that, but yeah, man, I mean, absolutely, it is.
1: You can uh, go into that, you know, broken homes. <laughs> I know it's a whole different topic again. I know so much of this again, starts from like, the home. Yeah, yeah, for real, I agree. You know, I
0: think about. It's not every case, okay? This, this is not one of those every single thing is solved by a good family. I know plenty of people uh, in good families who do dumb things anyway. Yeah. Um, but it really helps. <laughs> you know, having having two parents in the home, uh, having a dad who plays ball with you and is in your life, having a mom who nurtures you and is there for you when you need it right. and gives you tough love, those things really help shape people into who they are. And when you yeah. don't have that, when, when that, when that love isn't there, when that, you know, um, support isn't there, it makes it much more difficult for that child to really be raised. Yeah. Um, and I know plenty of people who came out of you know divorced homes or right. broken homes who are great people, but they would be the first to tell you that it really, it, it, they had to do a lot of emotional repair <laughs> before yeah. they were kind of ready it's to hit the real world. <laughs> yeah, it's not optimal um, at all. Not the way it was supposed to be. Yeah, and then I, I think, again, going back to us and bringing it back to kind of, as Christ's followers, people who claim to be the hands and feet of Jesus, people who claim to uh, want to follow his ways of living, who are saved by his grace. How do we treat the mentally un- unstable? Are we patient with them? Are we aware? Do we just kind of chalk it up to, well, you know, mental illness is not an illness. They just choose to be this way. Are we graceful of that? Or are we kind of harsh on that? I-, I think it depends on who, you- on who you ask kind of what the response is, but yeah. by and large, I-, I think the church, um, not, not that, that, the church is somehow responsible, but the church can play a bigger, a bigger role and being yeah, kind of like that, that, that organizer around the community, supporting each other and kind of, you know, I mean, let's, let's face it, man, the, the church is all throughout America. There are hundreds of thousands of churches here, um, with hundreds of thousands of pastors and right. deacons and, you know, and clergy and, you know, and, and, congregations, they have a huge, a huge pulpit to stand from. Um, and, and to speak out on things about and i 'm afraid that what i 'm hearing and what i 'm seeing is mostly just we have a right to bear arms, not right. well, how <laughs> do we take a step back you know was this person mentally unstable and how is we as, how, how do us as a church how do we support
1: how do we yeah. repair those things so yeah, I think it 's like kind of continuing because I mean you look back at the history in the u s and the history of um, like the medical practice in the u.s and when it comes to mental health and mental institutions um in a good way i know there's been in the history there's been really bad examples of uh mental institutions out there but a lot of like the advancement and the things that were made and even just the very first like places that would take these people off the streets you know rather than throwing them out in the street were started by churches and were started by christians and I think, right, and I think now kind of like the attitude of a lot of Christians is, well, let them take care of that. Right. Let those institutions take care of that. And what are my rights? That. Right. And, and let, leave me alone with my rights and my guns. Yes. And you have to remember, like, those things are only there because individuals stepped up and said, I want to do something about this problem. That's completely correct. And that's... I think what we need to have that. Attitude. Well, here's a great
0: example. Do you remember? So, Jordan, for everyone out there listening, which, by the way, if you made it this far and haven't, you know, either cursed us out or turned the the uh, the podcast off, thank you. Um, we say that every week. I know, but it's it's good. They, you know, people need to know that we appreciate them listening. We do. So,
1: we do um,
0: back in the day, Jordan and I used to be involved with. Um, um, an organization called Child Evangelism Fellowship, and they, a CEF for short, and um, we, we taught these like, these like Bible clubs, essentially, and, and one of the parts of the Bible club was this missionary story that we would teach, and the, the story would rotate every couple of years, so we taught five or six different ones. Well, there was one about a guy named uh, Hudson Taylor, And he stuck out to me because Hudson Taylor, um, kind of when he was a young person, really moved out to China. I mean, he just abandoned everything here out to China and lived and had a heart for people. I think it was years before he saw any kind of impact, but he pretty much sacrificed his entire life for the sake of the gospel. And started
1: a ministry that's still there. Right, for (laughs) reaching
0: a population who didn't know Jesus. He yeah. gave up his rights to do that. Now I bring, Ooh. I say that because I think of that, the whole idea of giving up rights, and that's something that as American Christians we don't want to do. We <laughs> have a hard time doing. We don't want to give up any rights. If someone, it, oh, a great example would be, I was watching, um, I saw some some meme on Facebook again. It was the <laughs> Ten Commandments being taken out of like out of like a government square or something. Oh yeah. And yeah, any, this that. person was writing about how terrible it is and how it's the end of the days and the, you know the wrath of God's coming because we took the Ten Commandments out of our of our government. House and all I can think of is, man, like that's just not that 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 was never the character of Jesus or of Paul or of Peter or of you know um, John. They never mm-hmm. talked about their rights. They always yeah. talked about about the rights in the in, in the gospel for the sake of others. You know, right. I I continually harp on this, but Paul wrote letters from prison. He was imprisoned wrongfully. And really, I mean, legally by the government standard, but you know, by every other measure, really illegally. Um, and he writes that it's pure joy when trials come our way. So mm-hmm. it, there's so many issues tied into this, Jordan. I mean, we 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 really hit a lot today. We hit the the uh, the constitutional side a little bit. We kind of hit the theological side, and we're kind of wrapping up here talking about just Christians in America have been conditioned to demand rights for themselves, and. Yeah. If those rights don't match up with uh, – if, if the rights that other people want want, want, don't, don't match up with their version of Scripture or version of the gospel, then those people can't have those rights. But if it's a right that somehow they deem appropriate like like gun rights or if it's in our Constitution, um, then automatically that trumps everything and their right is demanded to, to be had because right. – well, it's their right as an American. Yeah. But as a, as a kingdom follower, like Paul says, we are just – a foreigners passing through
1: mm. yeah it makes me think of um the passage the romans 14 passage is it romans 14 about the like christian liberties and um let me
0: find out let me find out
1: <laughs> anyway i apologize if i have the wrong chapter but basically just kind of the idea that there's things that we are allowed to do as christians but paul even says like if that offends a brother oh, don't yeah. do that if that you know causes if that even like puts the temptation in front of them don't do that and i think that's another side of it is like why would we, why are we holding so tightly to these rights that at times are like hurting other people or at least you know preventing them from uh being closer to jesus you know we're not we're not being very good examples of who Jesus is he, he, most of the time right. when we 're demanding our rights you know under the constitution um... well we're, we're we are demanding our rights
0: and we 're not listening mm. there's no there, there's no listening to this conversation it's just it 's not happening because once we label someone liberal or conservative. The switch is turned off. And, and listen, yeah. my liberal friends are guilty of that too, and I'm guilty of that. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> this is not somehow that 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 I'm I'm on this soapbox here saying, well, I've never fallen into this trap of of kind of prejudgment. But we we all do I it. Haven't. I, okay, I'm sorry. Just Besides I'm just <laughs> <I have. laughs> um, so don't get me wrong. This is something that this is something that we all struggle with, but it's something that needs to stop because when we don't listen to our neighbor. Um, when, when we're not willing to sit down with someone who we don't really see eye to eye on and listen and offer a respectful opinion back, this is what happens. We have yeah. this, this like. Verbal, you know, digital shouting match with all these, like, one one-liners, statistics, you know, um, that are – most of them are real bogus anyway. I mean, really, if you look on, on, sure. on a lot of these memes, some kid in their basement wrote it, and someone liked it and said, oh, it must be a fact because it's on Facebook. and it just started or circulating Or because what I
1: like. <laughs> right, yeah, or, it's, or because I agree with
0: it. So there's a lot there, and it, it just – you know, it's difficult because I'm the problem too, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, I am the Me reason. Too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is like uh, like becoming a therapy session. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's really what, what what podcasting is for us. Our therapy. But no, I mean you know when 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 asked what's wrong with the world, the answer is I am. You know I'm what's wrong with the world, and I contribute to this. You should make a meme. Oh, boy. It'll pro- it probably probably won't go viral. No, no no one wants to take ownership for for <laughs> right. being dumb. No you one know? wants to repost no, that. It wasn't my fault. It was that <laughs> liberals' fault. You like know if you agree. Right. Yes. Zero <laughs> likes. <laughs> <laughs> Said no one ever. You know? But really, I mean. At the end of the day, we are part of the problem, and the question is: How do we start becoming that solution? How do we have an open mind? How do we dialogue politely? Yeah. And how do we try and compromise? How do we compromise? You know, will it kill a Christian to have one less gun in their house after they have ten? No, it won't. <laughs> will it, will it kill anyone? No, it it really won't. Maybe I shouldn't say kill anyone. Um, <laughs> maybe that that's a bad term to use in this context. Um, well, I got no other uh, no other. <laughs> Uh, wording for that, besides, we'll kill them. So, you know, what I'm we know to say, what you mean. Right. Know what yeah. Saying. Will it really impede someone's liberty? I said we. Liberty? I included
1: all the listeners. <laughs> They're probably like, what is we this guy talking mean. about? It's This, all right, this kid's an idiot. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. It's I agree. One of those right. things. And I think that really kind of sums it up is, you know, let's look at ourselves. Let's look at what we can do as individuals to solve the problem. And I'd say that. If your response to that question is to post something on Facebook or to yell at somebody else, then you're doing it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's see here. I
0: definitely have a – I want to go through uh, my comments on this Facebook post real quick and kind of see what people – because I said what what do you want us to kind of hit. And I want to see if we went over – so one person wrote, i like to hear a conversation about compromise. For instance, what things would be the easiest for the liberals to sacrifice on? Likewise, what things would be the easiest for conservatives to sacrifice? The conversation about compromise is where, is where real answers will, will be found. I think we kind of addressed some of that. Yeah,
1: I think that... Maybe not the specifics, but right, I don't well, know them. So. In, in my opinion, <laughs> I
0: think conservatives can compromise on more common sense, realistic gun laws that yeah. need to be in place right. um, and, and supporting some kind of unified Federal government, hate to use that word, but really federal <laughs> government system that is is cross state supportive. Okay. Um, that would be one thing. I, I at least for at least as as a start, you know, as far as purchasing and owning a firearm goes. Yeah, I think liberals though can start thinking a little more on their realistic side. Like if someone busts into your house with a couple of guns, you're gonna wish you had a gun. Mm-hmm. There's just no way around that. And trust me. You can ask anyone who's been in that situation or anyone in, who's been in war. They are grateful that they have a firearm by their side. <laughs> it is something that, yeah. is, that, it, that can't just go away and you can't just regulate it out of someone's house. You can't right. just say, you know what? You can't have that gun. It's in our Constitution and they're here to stay. But kind of like, you know, again, how do we treat this safely and how do we educate the population and make people not fearful of it but have them respect firearms? So I think that Agreed. would be my answer to that. All right, let's see What else have we got here. Um, so this is some people arguing. What else is in the fan mail? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my fan mail, man, so many. Um, okay, so so someone wrote about just you know how many people are murdered versus like suicides when it comes to gun gun problems, and and that's a good question too. I, I don't yeah. really know. Honestly. Again, that's a statistical yeah. thing. It's so hard. Yeah. Yeah. See, see Donald Trump or Obama, and you'll find the answer you want in one of them. Um, <laughs> right. Let's see what else we got here. That's
1: that's so funny because that's how statistics are so much. It's like, here's the here's the answer you want, <laughs> right? Exactly. You, know, you, you don't have to look any further.
0: All right. Oh, someone put uh, wrote put um, put an end to that Cain killed Abel with a rock thing for good. It's the silliest argument I've ever heard. Well, I guess part of it could be, but the bottom line, the point of that is people are right. going to kill people with anything if they want to kill someone. Right. But, like we said earlier, hard to kill 14 people in a row with a rock. It's true. It's, it, that, that is a fact. Right. So I, so I don't think that. it's
1: a useless argument. Right. I don't think it's an argument for guns, though. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Right.
0: Um, let's it's see. It's an argument
1: about the human condition.
0: All right, so here we go. Oh, this is a good one. Someone wrote, Our nation's... uh, Some years ago, I settled it it in my mind. I'll boil it down to two simple thoughts, all right? Um, This person wrote, One, our nation's founders believed, and as was said by John Adams, that our Constitution was made for a moral and religious, uh, parentheses, Christian people. It is wholly inadequate for any other. A concluding thought on this, and as it pertains to gun control and our rights-slash-freedoms, the surest way to lose your freedom is to abuse your freedoms. Okay, so I think the first half of that's kind of offensive, but okay. Um, what? What was it? What well, did it you explain? It what you was said? the quote of our Constitution was made for a moral and religious parentheses Christian people. It is wholly inadequate for any other. So, don't really know what that means, but
1: well, well just I think it just means that there are certain things that they allowed in the Constitution that were meant for. A moral and religious people. Yeah, but I think that other not people that who that are necessarily not. necessarily changes anything. Well, the other
0: thing, too, is that, and again, not a rabbit hole here, but you cannot be a Christian and still be a moral person.
1: Yeah, yeah. well, we, I we, think it includes that. Okay, okay, fine, fair enough. Yeah, moral and religious. Uh, okay, gotcha. And/or. Ah! I'm changing the John you're Adams. so quote. smart. <laughs> um, and then he wrote: Number two,
0: in a perfect world, we might not, we might not have any guns, yet in a perfect world, everyone, everyone could be trusted with guns. That is very good. That's true. That's good. It's really good. Yeah. But we're not in a perfect world.
1: So we, 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 we make, we, we make this. So sweetest, neither can we be trusted. <laughs> we make the sweetest lemonade that them. we can make with the lemons we're given. How much time we got here?
0: Uh, oh, not much time. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, let's see here. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. These are all. These questions are. That, that was really all the main ones I wanted to. To, yeah. Oh, here's one. I hope this isn't a one-dimensional conversation about Christians and guns. I think this is a valuable conversation, and I would agree, which is why I think that we tried our best not to be super – it, when you get real theological, you kind of cut out part of your audience potentially, and so yeah. you want to go there because that's who we are, and we're, we are right. theological people, and we are that's Christ the, followers. Our that's why our podcast is called Coffee, Theology, and Jesus. Yes. However – um, that that theology does expand to my whole worldview, including guns. So Exactly. Awesome. Well, I think that's really it as far... Oh, no. Nope. Let's see. I never <laughs> There's away. more as we no, speak. someone posted uh, <laughs> seven minutes of gun control speech, but I'm not going to play that speech <laughs> here. So anyway, um, so all right, final thoughts, Jordan, on this whole issue. How would you sum up your thoughts in
1: like a couple sentences? I'd say my thoughts are... You know, if you're looking for a solution, stop relying on the government to provide the end-all, be-all solution because they can't. Okay. They really can't. All right. And like we were saying before, it comes down to the individual, um, whether that means the individual human heart that needs to change so that they don't go down these paths that lead them to taking people's lives, or if it's the individual that sees someone that is in need of love or help somehow and has that choice, whether to ignore that for their own comfort or to be a part of their lives and really affect that change and possibly save people's lives just by being a little bit less comfortable. (laughs) All right. Awesome. I will sum up my thoughts.
0: Um, Pretty much what you said almost uh, word for word it, for me, man, it just comes down to we uh, as a society have got to start taking better care of each other. Mm. you know all of us have friends, all of us know people, and if we 're not being taken care of in our smaller communities, the bigger community you know suffers because of that. Um, I wonder who that who that gunman knew um, and who knew him and kind of knew that guy needs needs some love and you right. know and who could have helped and just be, been a part of his life it's It's mucky waters it's mm. it's muddy waters it's tough um you might like receive love back but that's part of especially as a Christian, that unconditional peace that we talk about. If we've been if we've been forgiven from all of our crap and all of our sins and God loved us even while we we were still in sin, we are called then to love people who are tough to love. We are called people we are called to love people who don't always love us back. Mm. Um even the ones, you know, who spit in our face, that kind right. of thing. So I, I agree with you, man. I, I think a lot of this when you look real big picture comes down to how as a nation are we taking care of each other and how are we listening to one another's needs, you know, just because my need isn't the same as my neighbor's, doesn't mean that I'm not called to love my neighbor. You know, Jesus said the two most important commandments is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. Everything else hinges on those two commandments. Yeah. So the question as Christians that I want to pose to all of us listening who are Christians is how are you loving your neighbor? How am I loving my neighbor? Um, and are we doing a good job at that? Yeah. Cool excellent awesome well that's another podcast in the books we are once again at an hour we, I promise we don't <laughs> mean awesome. we don't mean to go this long I, I promise we don't it, we just kind of get lost in this conversation so thanks again for listening uh, to the coffee theology and Jesus podcast if you have um, any thoughts or comments um, or you like what you heard please share it um, let other people know what's going on and uh, feel free to post your thoughts underneath our comments when we post this uh, this topic yeah. I have a coffee burp coming up. Cool beans. Cool beans. <laughs> um oh we're also we we, we will post send that uh that link of the terrible Oh, artwork, yes. Uh, cool. <laughs> Certainly. <laughs> Alright everyone have a great <laughs> night.
1: send down seeds from your birds in heaven so we can harvest.